shall be what? Revealed. Come on, let's read our prophecy for 2017 once again. Amen. This is a year of fabulous outpourings from heaven. Notable miracles at the hands, not only the ministers in the fivefold ministry, but just among the people. Okay, where's my prophecy at on my screen? <laughs> Let's go back to the top of the key. This is a year. Let's go back to the top of the key. This is a year. Let's go back to the top of the key. This is a year at the top of the key, at the beginning. Thank you. <laughs> this is a year of fabulous outpourings from heaven. Notable miracles at the hands of not only ministers in the five-fold ministry, but just among the people. Believers will lay hands on the sick and notable miracles will be done. But he says, watch for the children. Watch the children coming forth with miracle working power manifest around them. And they are just children. And they will be just children. And I'm not talking about 15 and 20 year olds. Of course, they're involved. Somebody say, I'm involved. involved. Say it the Lord. He said, but watch the little ones. A little child shall lead them. Many things are going to be happening in the kingdom of God in 2017. And it won't be like anything you thought. It will be grander and greater. An outpouring such as has never been seen before. Say of who? The spirit of grace. And we know that outpouring is none other than the glory of God being what? Revealed. Now, so far in this series, we talked about the good things that's going to be taking place in this revealing of God's glory. And we even seen a description of the glory of God, how it's going to manifest. Come on, it's going to look like fire, cloud. Come on, say amen, somebody. But we also seen that there are, there's another element of the glory whereby when the glory shows up, it's not all peaches and cream to those who are not walking right. Let me say it again. It's not all peaches and cream to those who are not walking right. In a light of what they know. Come on, say amen, somebody. And we know the glory is going to humble those that think they had, they're all that and some. You know, the prideful people. Those that believe that everything they have today, they got it by themselves. Therefore, they didn't need God. Come on, are you with me out there? And we, we found out the high and mighty are going to be humbled when the glory is revealed. And we've seen there were times when the glory showed up, it brought forth judgment. Amen. Come on. It showed up to pass judgment on those who came against what God had said and those that refused to adhere to the Lord. Amen. It will bring the proud to their knees. Somebody say it will bring the proud to their knees. So we said make sure you're on the right side of the glory. Make sure you're on the right side of the glory. Don't compromise the word of God. This is not the time to be in a compromising zone. Even the devil don't like lukewarm Christians. Why should God like lukewarm Christians? Come on, say amen, somebody. But we noticed something else. Like we said earlier in this series, the glory showed up for two reasons. One, it showed up for judgment, but it also showed up as a shield of protection. We've seen the glory showed up to protect the men of God, and it showed up to protect the people of God. And once again, you may end up in a dangerous situation. But if you believe on the glory, that glory will show up and protect you from whatever the enemy is trying to throw at you. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because the glory is making a path of victory for you, but the glory is making a path, path of defeat for your enemies. But like we said, you have to believe in the what? You have to what? Believe in the glory. Jesus told us in John eleven forty, John chapter 11. Verse 40, and Jesus said unto her, said I not unto thee, that if thou would have what, would have what, believe thou should what, thou shall what, see the glory of God. If thou what, if thou would have what, believe you shall see. 
if thou would believe, you shall what? See. If thou would believe, you shall what? See. Believe what? The glory. And if you believe the glory, what are you going to see? You're going to see the what? The glory. So we see when the glory shows up, it will even raise the dead. Come on, we're in a dead raising season, folks. Look at Exodus 33, 7. Exodus chapter 33, verse 7. And it reads, And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone was sought the Lord. Anybody seeking the Lord in here? Come on, do I have any God seekers in the room? Amen. Everyone that sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle, what? Of the congregation, which was where? Without the camp. Where did they go to seek the Lord? Where did they go to seek the Lord? The church. I'm glad somebody caught it from last Sunday. (laughs) Where did they go to seek the Lord? Did it say in their bed watching TV? Not watching TV preachers? They can't come and lay hands on you? They can't come and visit you in the hospital when you need some help? They came where? To church. Local church. Yeah, you're just going to be Pacific, right? (laughs) Glory to God. Verse 8. And it came to pass when Moses went out of the tabernacle, that all the people rose up and stood every man at his tent door and looked after Moses until he was gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass as Moses entered the tabernacle. What? The cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord, what? Talked with Moses. And all the people did what? They saw what? That cloudy what? Pillar. What was that cloudy pillar? It was what? The glory. They saw the cloudy pillar stand at the door, tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and did what? And worship every man in his tent door. Because why? The glory will cause you to worship because of, because of how awesome God is. And the Lord spake unto Moses what? Face to face as a man speaketh unto his friends. Somebody say, I want that. And he turned again into the camp. But his servant Joshua was a smart man. The son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. Because he, he did what I would have done. You go in, Moses. I'm staying right here in the what? In the glory. Verse 12. And Moses said unto the Lord, See, thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou shalt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast found what? Grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may what? That I may know thee, that I might what? Find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation and this word of faith, Christian Center, is your people. And he said, my presence shall what? Go with thee and I will what? I will give thee what? Rest. Come on, once again, that is a powerful statement. He said, my presence shall what? Go with thee and I will give thee what? Rest. Listen, there's rest in the presence of God. See, if you're in unrest, you need to get in the presence of God. Because why? There's rest in the presence of God. Come on, you're not tired when you're in the presence of God. You're not dragging in here when you're in the presence of God. And it goes on to say, and he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, Carry us not up hence. That should be your your attitude each and every morning. I'm not leaving this house without your presence going with me. Come on, say amen, somebody. Verse 16, for wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth? See, what separates us from all these other religions on this earth? It's the presence of God. They don't know the presence of God. Come on, say amen, somebody. See, we can experience something that they cannot experience. And that's what? The presence of God. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. 
That's what separates us, folks. Verse 17. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou what? Hast spoken, for thou hast found what? Grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Does he know you by name? But understand this. Moses was in the presence of God. But he still hadn't seen the glory, even though the presence is a manifestation of the glory. But evidently, there's an element of the glory or in the glory, amen, in that presence that wasn't revealed to him yet. So Moses said, I need something more. I know there's something more that you have for me in this presence, and I haven't seen it yet. And I'm placing a demand on it right now. In verse 18, he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. See, he didn't ask God, will you please show me your glory? No, he said, show me thy glory. Because why? He knew that it was available to him and there was something more that God wanted him to have. He said, I'm going to place a demand on it because I know you got it. And he said, I will make all my what? All my what? Goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and we will be what? Gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will what? Show mercy on whom I will what? Show mercy. He said, I'm going to pass all my what? Goodness before you. That means all my miracles before you, all my healings before you, all my signs and all my wonders before you. Because we know Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus Christ with Nazareth with what? With the Holy Ghost. Come on, say amen, somebody. And with what? Power who went about what? Doing good and healing what? All that were oppressed of the devil. Why? Because the glory was on him. That glory was the goodness of God. The healing power of God. The miracle working power of God. The signs and wonders of God. That's all his goodness. Tell your neighbor, that's all his goodness. So look at verse 20 once again. And he said, God, talking about God, thou cannot see my face for there shall what? No man see me and what? And live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a what? Rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passes by that I'll put my, I'll put thee what? In the cliff of a, of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I what? While I pass by. And I will what? Take away my hand and thou shalt what? See my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Well, we know that was Old Covenant. That was Old Testament. See, we don't have to stand behind a rock anymore. Because we're in the what? The New Testament. We're under what? Come on, a greater covenant. Come on, a better covenant. Come on, say amen, somebody. Why? Because Jesus tore the veil. We can now see the full manifestation of the glory of God. All we have to do is what? Believe in the glory and place a what? A demand in the glory and say, God, show me your glory. But turn with me to Acts chapter 2 verse 1. Let's, 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 let's prove that out. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. It said, when the day of what? Pentecost was what? Fully come. They were all with what? One accord in one place. Come on, it plays to be in one accord. And everybody in one place. And everybody in one place. Forsake not the assembly yourself with the believers. That means once again, go to church. Go to where? Don't say like the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But it said they were all in one accord in one place. Well, the question is, what were they waiting for? They were waiting for the promise of the glory. Matter of fact, Jesus told them to wait for it in Luke 24, 49. Look at that. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Notice what he tells them. He said, and behold, I what? I what? I what? Send the promise of my Father upon you, but do what? But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with what? Power from where? On high. 
He told them to go what? Wait where? In the city of Jerusalem. So evidently, they hadn't received that power yet. They were waiting for the what? Power. And this is where a lot of people get confused when it comes to the glory that fell on the day of Pentecost. When they're talking about the Holy Ghost. Come on, say amen, somebody. Well, you received the Holy Spirit within you when you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Let me say it again. You received the Holy Ghost within you when you received Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. But he wants you to receive the power and the glory that follows. Okay. John 20, verse 22. He's talking to the disciples. Now, he just told them to do what? Go tarry where? Until you be what? And do a what? Power, dunamis, dynamite, explosive ability. That's what the word power means. Until you be do and do with what? Power. But here we see in John 20, verse 22, it says, when he had said this, he did what? He did what? He breathed on them and said unto them, do what? So they did what? Where they received the Holy Ghost? Within. They received the Holy Ghost right here, but yet he still told them to do what? Go to Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. They had the Holy Spirit where? Within, but yet he still told them what? Go tarry in Jerusalem. Where tarry means wait. Wait in Jerusalem until you're what? And do with what? Power from on high. So I can have the Holy Ghost within me and not have the power. Why? There's another working of the Holy Ghost. Come on, there's another working of the Holy Ghost. Come on, there's another working of the Holy Ghost. Say, they received the Holy Ghost within but they hadn't received the Holy Ghost upon with the power. Go to Exodus 33:20 again. Now, in the Old Testament, we seen with Moses where he asked them, "Show me your glory." And God said, "Thou cannot see my face, for there shall no man see me and what? Live." Now we know the Bible says God is a what consuming fire. See, in the Old Testament, they'd be crispy critters if they got too close to the glory. Because why? They were not born again. Let me say it again. They were not what? Born again. And that's what Moses told them in Exodus 19.10. Go to Exodus 19.10. Those are Moses told them. And the Lord said unto Moses, go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow. And let them what? Wash their clothes and be ready against the what? Third day. For the third day what? The Lord shall come down. Do what? Do what? Come down in the sight of all the people upon what? Mount Sinai. And thou shalt what? Set bounds unto the people round about. Set boundaries. Saying, take heed to yourself that you go not up into the mount or even touch the border of it. For whoever touches the mount shall be what? Surely what? Put to death. Verse 13. And there shall not a hand even touch it. But he will what? Surely be what? Stoned or shot through. Whether it be a beast. Your dog. Your cat. Your bird. It shall not live. <laughs> When the trumpets sound long, they shall what? Come up to the mount. So they couldn't experience the full presence of the glory. They seen what it looked like. That's why they could describe it so vividly. They seen what it could do, amen, to the extent where Moses wanted to. You know, they, couldn't, they couldn't really receive it to the extent that Moses wanted to when Moses said, show me your glory. Why? Because that wasn't possible in the Old Testament. But we're not in the Old Testament. Why? Because something changed. Somebody say something changed. What happened? Jesus came. Somebody say Jesus came. What did he do? He tore the veil. 
So that means, listen, when we say, show me your glory, we can receive the full extent of the glory. Why? Because we're born again. Any born again people in this room? Like I said, we don't have to stand behind a rock, folks. Now go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 2, where it says, And suddenly there came a what? A sound from heaven as a what? Rushing mighty wind and a what? Filled all the house where they were what? Sitting. That's an outpouring from heaven, folks. Come on. That's the fabulous outpouring from heaven. It filled all the house where they were what? Sitting. What was that? That was the glory of God. See, the Holy Ghost is the manifested glory of God. But what was happening? The promise that we read about in Luke 24, 49 was being what? Fulfilled. The power of the glory was what? Was showing up. And it says in verse 3, and there appealed unto them what? What? Like as was as a what? Fire. And it what? And it what? And it what? Sat upon them. It did what? Sat upon each. Listen to this now. It says, they appeared to them cloven tongue like of us fire. And it what? Sat upon each of them. So what are we looking at here? I'm talking about the same God that said, thou cannot see my face. For there shall no man see me and live. The same God that said, Thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about. Take heed to yourself that you go not up into the mountain, touch not even a border of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death. No one put your hand on it. Shall surely be stoned or shot through. Beast or man shall not live. The same God now came and sat on each one of them. And they lived. Oh, you hear what I just said? And they lived. What was the difference? They were born again. Do I have any born again believers in this room? Oh, come on now. Do I have any born again believers in this room? And it says they were all what? Filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to what? Speak of other tongues as the Spirit gave them what the others. See, most of us in this room, because some of y'all still fighting this thing, but most of us in this room have received the tongues. But we've left out the power of the glory that follows. We can all end that But we left out the power. There was a power that manifested. Oh, come on, say amen, somebody. And it's all because we haven't been believing for it. And we haven't been placing a demand on it. Come on, say amen, somebody. And we know if you look at this account... We know when the supernatural kicked in, when the glory showed up, and they began preaching the gospel in languages they never learned. That was just a manifestation of the glory. But look at verse 7. And it says, they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, behold, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how we hear every man in our own tongue wherein we were what? Born? Go down to verse 12. And they were all what? They were all what? Amazed and were in what? Doubt saying one another, what meaneth this? See, when the supernatural begins to show up, it's going to draw a lot of attention. And people are going to ask the same question these people were asking when they seen that revealed glory of God. They're going to be saying, what meaneth this? I've seen come, people coming to this church. <laughs> I've seen them coming to the church. I don't know they're visitor, right? 
<laughs> I said, oh, Lord, let me see how they're going to take this. <laughs> they're coming to the church. And then they're seeing somebody, you know, like Miss Vincent rolling around. Or <laughs> or they'll see somebody jumping up and down. And they be looking like, what meaneth this? <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. And some of them even leave because they don't have an understanding of what's happening. Now, realizing that's the Holy Ghost manifesting himself, and people react differently in the anointing. Come on, say amen, somebody. And they will say, what meaneth this? What is wrong with this church? (laughs) Are Are they all wacko? What is wrong with them? laughing and giggling and rolling on the floor, jumping it down. Some of them start, somebody take a run and run around the place. <laughs> Come on. And they're saying what? What meaneth this? Verse 13. Then it says, others mocking. These men are full of wine. That's what they do. They start mocking. This stuff ain't real. It ain't real. They're just rolling on the floor in emotionalism. They just want to be seen. They start what? Mocking. Oh, come on there. I said, but Peter, standing up with the loving, lifted up his voice and he said unto them, you men of Judea and all you that dwell in Jerusalem, because everybody's watching this. Everybody's looking at this. Come on now. Be it known unto you. And hearken to my words. But notice it says, Peter standing up with the eleven. Peter standing up with the what? Eleven. Peter standing up with the what? Eleven. There were 120 people in that upper room. But only 12 of them could even stand up to their feet when that glory showed up. The others were still laid out in the glory. But notice what these people seen when the glory showed up. Peter states in verse 15, for these are not drunken, <laughs> as ye suppose, seeing is but what the third hour of the day. This was nine o'clock in the morning. Somebody say nine o'clock in the morning. It was a time in which the Jews seldom would ever drink because nine o'clock was considered an hour of prayer in the temple. Even the most intemperate among the Jews were known not to transgress that principle. Well, what happened? They showed characteristics of a person who was drunk when the glory showed up. And most of us in this room knows what a drunk man or woman looks like and how they act. I had to get a big amen out there. Y'all act like y'all, was, y'all came out the womb holy and sanctimonious. <laughs> Come on, you know what a drunk man looks like. Amen. Matter of fact, you know what you looked like. <laughs> Come on, say amen, somebody. What happened? How you doing? Anything came out your mouth. You look awfully good over there. She ugly. You look awfully good. Come on, you couldn't walk. You stumbled around. Let me see which one, the holy crowd. Maybe it's over this one. (laughs) Come on, somebody can hit you upside the head and you wouldn't feel it. Wake up in the morning, man, who hit me in my head? (laughs) Because you didn't feel it till the next day. Okay, all right, see this? Let me try this side over here. Maybe, maybe they'll tell the truth. Because I get nobody ever been drunk over that side over there. <laughs> Y'all, no, they, they the non-drinking crowd, right? They came out sipping Kool-Aid. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. But they were stumbling around, falling on the ground, unable to stand. See, we know what a drunk person looks like. And how they act. And when they seen these men, they were what? They were looking like they were what? They were looking like they were what? Drunk. Where they were drunk, they were drunk in the Holy Ghost. They're 
are times when the Holy Spirit will hit you. And you will be drunk in the spirit of God and you will have the same characteristics of a drunk man. You don't need to be drinking no stuff. You can get drunk in the Holy Ghost. And listen, and you won't have a hangover afterwards. And you won't be, come on, talking to Earl in the color, in the toilet bowl. Some of y'all know that too. <laughs> Glory to God. But they seen drunk people. At 9 o'clock in the morning, they were drunk in the Holy Ghost. They couldn't even stand. They were so drunk in the Spirit of God. I don't know about you. I've been drunk in the Holy Ghost. And I've been drunk the other way too. <laughs> I know the difference. <laughs> All right. I, 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 I'm going to be honest. Y'all out there looking like, I, that ain't never happened to me. <laughs> Drunk in the Holy Ghost is better. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why? I can drink all day long. I'd rather get hooked on the Holy Ghost than hooked on that other stuff. Come on, say amen, somebody. But that's what happens when you're drunk in the Holy Ghost. When the glory shows up and hits you. You'll feel it. You'll feel it. Come on, say amen, somebody. Then it says in verse 16, but this is that which is what? Spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the what? In the last days, saith God, I will what? Pour out of my spirit upon how much? All flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. Start believing this for your children. And for yourself. Come on, I'm, I'm standing in the middle. I want, I want the dreams and I want the vision. I'm a young man. Come on, say amen, somebody. Glory to God. And I'm in between the, the, the younger man. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it says, all my servants and all my handmaidens, I will what? Pour out in these last days, those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. Then in verse 19 says, I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire, vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and moon into what? Blood before the what? Great and notable days of the Lord God come. Well, now we know a lot of this will take place during the tribulation period. Verse 21 it says, and it shall come to pass that whosoever what? Shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be what? Saved. We're about to see the greatest harvest of souls that the body of Christ has ever witnessed, folks. You didn't hear what I just said. We're about to say that, see the greatest harvest of souls that the body of Christ has ever witnessed. But guess what? We're about to see some supernatural things take place that we've never seen before. And guess what? It will include supernatural provision I'm say it again it will include supernatural provision okay. all right see there may come a time where people are complaining about what they don't have complaining about provision they don't have I don't have any food. I don't have any money to buy food. I don't have any water. And it's going to be a setup for the glory to be revealed, folks. Come on, say amen, somebody. Amen. And here, go to Exodus 16, 4. Here in Exodus 16, they were complaining about provisions. They couldn't see that the same God that brought them out of Egypt, they couldn't see that the same God that parted the Red Sea. They couldn't see that the same God that overthrew Pharaoh and his chariots. That same God didn't bring them out of Egypt so that they could die of starvation in the wilderness of sin. They couldn't see it. It's like some of you can't see it sometimes. That God has brought you out of so many things. Come on. But yet, you're facing something and say, how am I going to get Hello? If he brought you out before, he'll bring you out again. Why? He's the same God 
So look at Exodus chapter 16, verse 4. Then said the Lord unto Moses, I feel my help coming on. I will rain, listen to this now, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. I don't know about you. He says, I will rain bread from heaven. That sounds like an outpouring to me. Come on, that sounds like an outpouring to me. But notice it says that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or not. Now the sages, if you look in the Shemas, sages say, now that they will have the luxury of a livelihood without toil. Because they didn't have to toil for that, man. They didn't have to toil for this. They didn't have to work for this. But the sages said, now that they will have the luxury of a livelihood without toil. He's saying, will they devote their leisure time to Torah study and service of God? That's why he says here that I may prove them. That whether they will what? Walk in my law or not. See, when you receive this outpouring of supernatural provision from heaven, are you going to spend more time in the word or on your boat on Sunday morning? Or washing your car that you got from the provision? Or doing your laundry from the clothes he bought you. Or you're going to spend time in the service of God. Are you going to go on vacation from God? Do your own thing. Do nothing for God like most people are doing right now. Just look straight ahead and I'm not talking to you. Nobody never know I'm talking to you. <laughs> Just keep straight. But, but at least smile. Because if you look that angry, oh, he must all be talking to him over there. Because <laughs> they don't got upset. Come on, they ain't got offended. They talking to me. I should be doing something. Yeah, you should be doing something in church. But look at verse 7. It says, in the morning, then shall you see the what? The glory of the Lord, for that he hear your murmuring against the Lord. And what are we that we murmur, that you murmur against us? Listen, it doesn't take much to cause the average person or even a congregation to murmur. Oh, Lord. The slightest temporary lack Slightest temporary lack. The slightest temporary <laughs> lack of water, food, clothes. The slightest temporary lack of money. Or the slightest temporary lack of convenience will test you to see how real you really are. Or will you start blaming God for your little lack? Come on. Even so-called mature Christian will complain if the pressure increases beyond what they feel is normal. <laughs> so verse 8, and Moses said, this shall be. When the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, for that the Lord, what? Hear your murmurs which you murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmurs are not against us, but against who? The Lord. And Moses spake unto Aaron and said, Say unto the congregation of the children of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your what? Murmurings. 
And it came to pass as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel that they looked towards the wilderness. And behold what? Behold what? The glory of the Lord what? Appeared in the cloud. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, I have heard the murmuring of the children of Israel speak unto them saying, I've heard the murmuring of word for word for word for Oh no, speak unto them saying, <laughs> I heard them saying, man, we ain't got, I've been, I've been paying my tithes for I don't know how long, and I still ain't got no blessing. Come on, what's going on here? I give tithes, I give offering, I, I, I gave to the pastor, I don't know how many times, and I still ain't, I'm still broke as I was before. I give every time a bucket comes by. I did what he told me to do. But I'm still broke. I'm still out there struggling. Bills are still coming in. I still ain't got no money to pay them. The tidy stuff don't work anyway. Which is the most important aspect of prosperity in your entire life. And if you ain't got it by now, you'll never get it. You'll never prosper the way God wants you to prosper unless you understand tithing and offering. Because it's spiritual, folks. But he says, I heard your murmuring of the children of Israel. Speak of them saying, at evening you shall eat flesh. In the morning you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord, your God. But notice, the Lord didn't get mad at them. Because once again, this is one of those tests that we read about, you know, the ten tests they failed. This is one of them tests that they failed. Whether or not they would still follow him after they received the blessing. And there are a lot of people that have failed this test even up to now. Whether they'll do the things they need to do to get the blessing, they'll keep doing it to keep the blessing. Because a lot of people get blessed. And once they get blessed... They don't do the same thing that they did to get the blessing once they got the blessing. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. Come on. They don't. They don't. They don't read the Bible like they used to. They don't come to prayer like they used to. Don't get a prayer like they used to. After they receive what they wanted, they go back to, all right, I can go back to my life as usual. Why the devil's sitting up there saying, <laughs> they just don't know what's coming. Whatever you did to get the blessing, I've seen it in marriages. Come on. Where that woman was coming to prayer for that man. Every morning prayer, coming to prayer. Coming to prayer. I'm believing God for my man. Believing God for my man. Believing God for my man. I've seen it in men. Come on. They come to church every Sunday. Be in the front row, first one in the door. I'm looking, I'm waiting for her to come to her so she can see me at church. Because I know she's looking for a man that goes to church. So make sure she see me when I go to church. Then something happens once we say I do. For some reason, Sunday doesn't become important anymore. For some reason, the Bible's not important anymore. Some me some reason prayer is not important anymore. I don't have to do what I did to get them because I already got them. 
That's why single ladies, you beware. I'm saying it again. Single ladies, be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Like I said, there's a lot of people that failed the test, even up to now. Because whatever it took to get what you got, you don't stop doing it. Matter of fact, you do it even more. Because the devil's going to come at you more because he didn't like that you got what you've been leaving for. Oh, I'm preaching good in here. But he said unto them, that was free. He said unto them, <laughs> at evening, you shall eat flesh. In the morning, you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the what? Lord your God. Listen, when the supernatural provision shows up that you didn't have to toil for, God said, you shall know. That I am the Lord your God. Verse 13. And it came to pass. And it came to pass. That at evening the quails came up. And covered the camp. And in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that was laid what was going up. Behold upon the face of the wilderness. There lay a little small round thing. As small as the whore rust on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it. They said one to another it is manna. And they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them take this bread. For the Lord has given you to eat. Listen when the glory shows up. Supernatural provision. Appears. Somebody say Supernatural. Somebody say, I'll take that. Listen, we're about to see. We're about to see supernatural provision appear in the glory. I'm talking about money you wouldn't believe in God for. Just going to show up. Somebody's going to give you a house. Somebody's going to give you a car. Come on, say amen, somebody. Something you didn't have to work for. Something you didn't have to toil for. Hallelujah. It's coming, folks. Isaiah 61. Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. Come on, we're talking about supernatural provisions and the glory. I'm talking about this year. Come on, this is the fabulous outpourings of heaven this year. I mean, things you didn't have to work for. Things you didn't have to toil for. Just gonna manifest. Hallelujah. 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 Oh shekinda mama. Well let's keep reading. Isaiah 60, verse 1. He says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And said, The glory of the Lord is what? The glory is what is what is risen upon you for behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord. You ain't hearing me. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be what? Seen upon somebody say me. Come on, say me. Come on, say me like you mean it. But look what it says. When that glory rises upon you and that glory is seen upon you, look at verse 4, 3. Because the glory is a major part of this wickedness. It says, and Gentiles shall come to the light and kings to the brightness of rising. Come on, the glory is a major part of the awakening that we believe in God for. He said, lift up thy eyes round about and see all, listen, see all they gather themselves together and they come to thee. The sons come shall, shall come from far and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Your sons and your daughters are coming to the Lord. You hear what I just said. Your sons and your daughters 
are coming to the Lord when his glory is revealed. Come on, say amen, somebody. I'm talking about that son or that daughter that you thought was way out there. God said, I'm going to bring them in when the glory shows up. I don't care where they're at. I don't care what they're doing. That glory is going to change their heart. They're going to come from afar. So don't you give up on your child. Don't you give up on your child. Because God is the God of the impossible. Somebody received that. Somebody say, I received that. But he's not done. Verse 5, then shalt thou shalt see and flow together, and thy heart shall fear and be enlarged. Because why? Listen to this now. Because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee, and the forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Now, I, didn't, I don't think I told them to put this in the New Living Translation, but let me read verse 5. In the New Living Translation, it says, your eyes will shine and your heart will be thrilled with joy. But, it's not, but merch for merchants from around the world will come to you and they will bring you the wealth of many lands. <laughs> you hear They'll bring you what? The wealth of many lands. Come on, I'm talking about in this manifestation of the glory, the wealth of the sinner is coming to the just. Glory to God. Somebody say, I'll take that. Come on, wealth has come from the east, west, north, or south, folks. And then it says, listen to this now, verse 6. And the multitude of camels shall cover thee, and the dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come, they shall bring gold. Y'all ain't hearing me in here. They shall bring what? They shall bring what? They shall bring what? Gold and incense, and they shall show forth what? The praise of the Lord. In other words, they'll come worshiping the Lord by giving you their gold. Verse 7. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto thee. The rams of Naboth shall minister unto thee, and they shall come up with acceptance on my altar. And I will be glorified, and I will glorify the house of my glory. I'm here to tell you, this is the house of his glory. And God's about to do something in this house. Come on, he's about to do something in this house. Because why? We made this house a house of his glory. I hope you're ready to receive. Look at Psalms 145.9. We're almost done. Psalms 145.9. Psalms 45.9 says, The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. It says, They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and do what? Talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his what? Mighty acts and the what? The glorious majesty of his kingdom. People are going to speak of the glory and they're going to talk about the power they witnessed when they came to this house of his glory. It's going to be just like Smith Wiggerworth prophesied when he was alive, he said, I see hospitals being emptied out. 
and they will bring the sick into the churches where they are churches that allow the Holy Ghost to move. We are that church. Come on, say amen, somebody. Understand, we're the generation God's talking about. Go to Psalm 24, 6. We're that generation. We are that generation. Psalm 24, 6. It says, this is the generation of them that want, seek him, that seek thy what? Face all Jacob. Selah. Pause. Think about it. Why? We're seeking the glory of God. We're pressing for the glory. We are that generation. So it says in verse 7, lift up your heads. All you gates, be ye lift up and what? You everlasting doors. Why? And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Hallelujah. So I said, lift up your heads, all you gates. Even lift them up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who's the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the what? King of glory. Selah. Pause and think about it. The king of glory is coming in, folks. Lift up your hands. The king of glory is coming in. He said, lift up your hands. Your head should never be down. Your head should never be down. Your head should never be down. You should never be in depression. You should never be in suppression. You should never be sad or mad or discouraged. Why? He said, lift up your head. If you lift up your head and allow the king of glory to come in, the king of glory will come in and he'll bring all his attributes. He'll bring healing into your body. He'll bring peace into your soul. Come on, say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. He'll fight your battles for you. Hallelujah. So lift up your hands. Lift up your head. Open up and receive his glory. See, he says, you got to open up. You got to open up. You got to open up and receive the king of glory. You got to allow his, listen, he's knocking on your door saying, allow me in there. Allow me in. Allow me in. Lift up your heads. Allow me in your glory. And it says, they shall sing in Psalms 138.5. It says, and they shall sing in the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. Come on, say that. Great is the glory of the Lord. Come on, say great is the glory of the Lord. Lord, I invite you in. I lift up my head. I lift up my head. I lift up my head. And I allow the King of glory to come in. Come on, somebody with me. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your head. Lift up your head. And allow the King of glory to come in. Change the way you think. Change the way you think. Change the way you're just thinking wrong. You're just thinking wrong. God said, change the way you think. Oh, we give you glory, Lord. Oh, we give you honor, Lord. Oh, we give you honor. Hallelujah. It's so sing of the ways of the Lord. The Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. For the Lord is good. And His mercy endures forever. For the Lord my God is good. And His mercy endures forever. They shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the Lord. Hallelujah. Great is his glory. 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 Great 
Great is his glory. Great is his glory. Oh, Come on, we're in the house of his glory, folks. This is the house of his glory. Hallelujah. And I'm looking for greater things to happen. Greater supernatural things that happen. And I'm not quitting, I'm not stopping until I see. Show me your glory. Until I see a blind eye open. So I see a deaf ear here again. Until I see the lame walk again. Come on, same as somebody. Until I see the dead being raised from the dead. I'm not letting up. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Give you glory, Lord. We give you honor, Lord. <laughs> glory to your name, Lord. Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. Come on, lift up your hands and give him praise. Lift up your hands and give him glory. Lift up your hands. Come on, the King of Glory is in this house. The King of